What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast. It is Friday afternoon, and we are here today yo. with the whole team. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Yo, yo. Parker's in the middle of working, so he'll be a little bit distracted, which is completely fine. Uh-huh. George, are you done with work? I'm done. Okay, cool. So we have a couple things we want to go over today. Uh, yesterday, I uploaded a solo podcast talking about a couple things, and there was one topic that I wanted to talk about. I'm, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the new uh, 2022 M4 GT3 just came out, and they also released pictures of the road car. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. It I actually, did. I think the race car looks like really good, actually. Me but, too. Um, yeah, the the grills like fit the race car, but the road car, I just, it's missing a lot of stuff. It's starting to look like a Lexus. I know everyone said that, but I'm not a big fan of the road car. I think it will have to make up in like the performance for people to really like it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen photos of the race car, th- these photos here, the race car next to the road car, and there's so much missing. I feel like the the presentation shouldn't have been this. I feel like they should have done a separate release because when you look at how aggressive the race car is, it takes away so much from the road car. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. They say that. Uh, basically yesterday the 2022 m4 gt3 was unveiled at the red bull ring uh, the final car design will be unveiled later this is a current prototype that's just camouflage so there's still some changes they're going to do but um they they released the cars together and i'm not a huge fan of the road car i don't think i'd ever picture myself in one but the the, the actual race car i think looks absolutely awesome yeah what do you think of it, george uh, this is my first time seeing it, actually. I think before I talk about the road car, I'd have to see it in production, like the actual car. But the race car looks sick. The mm-hmm. race car is nice. I think the race car looks awesome. I like the race car. It looks super functional. You know, that's what the point of a race car is, is that it needs to be functional. It has these huge front grills that are painted red, which I think looks really cool because it makes them stand out more. But I bet you that when they're ripping around the track, they're going to have no problem with any kind of cooling issues. Yeah, that's a big opening for intercoolers, radiators. Yeah, it looks sick. They say it's going to use a variant of the inline six from the road car and obviously some modifications for competition use. Um, However, it'll have a completely different body. The motorsport team stretches out the front end to add wider fenders. Uh, More styling for the hood that's actuate. What's that word? Hmm? Accentuated. The inward slanted brows above the headlights, which gives the car an angry appearance. It does look pretty aggressive from the front. The exhaust exits just ahead of the passenger side front wheel. Wow, that's going to sound crazy. They say it's going to make the engine sound awesome. Um, there's going to be obviously wider fenders for bigger wheels. The changes they say create a more attractive vehicle than the road car. Pretty obvious there. I got this article from online. They say that the GT3 will compete in select races in 2021 and 22. It'll be the full replacement for the M6 GT3 for the customers running in this class. They say that the M4 GT3 is set to replace the M6 GT3 as the car. It it basically sells to higher-end customers and higher-end racing teams for sprint and endurance series around the world for the GT3 spec. It'll participate in races in 2021. And they say that the M4 Coupe will be debuted with the M3 sedan on September 23rd of this year. So they're going to start selling them early next year, too. So I'm excited to see the road car. The track car looks awesome, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the street car. The street car yeah. looks super normal. Doesn't it? it? It just looks like a... 
It really doesn't look like an M car, I don't think, from these. It might just be the camouflage, but yeah, that's why I said we're going to have to wait until, what did you say, December? Yeah, the, uh, September is what they're going to do. I mean, it's soon, but I I don't know, dude. They're just so boring. I think the new, new style of BMWs just don't look that good. Well, I think they're making it more oriented to, like, a normal customer because a true, like, M enthusiast, that's not, like, the majority. Yeah. at all it's probably like a very small minority of people and they may be like the most passionate about you know bmw m cars but they're not the ones that are gonna make up most of the sales for these cars so yeah i think they're thinking more about people that aren't so much car people and they're kind of just like looking for something fast and luxurious and sporty i think that's what they're kind of moving <coughs> towards you know yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's how they're going to get the most sales out of it. And if it looks new and exciting. And I, when you look at consumer-based cars right now, when you look at the street car, there's three things I think of. I think of the Lexus, any kind of Lexus, honestly, the IS350 in particular, and then also the Infinities. You look at any Infinity, yeah. this is the same body styling. And then it still does have BMW traits to it. It almost looks like a baby M6. But then when you look at the rear end or the front, it, it just... The front has a lot going on with the new grills. I think it's cool. One thing I wanted to bring up is that when you build a new car, there's only so many ways you can design a car. You can only do so much crap to a car yeah. where it's like, oh, cool, a facelift. This one, this facelift legitimately changes the entire car. Yeah, It looks like something you've never seen before. So I think that's a good good push forward for BMW on the consumer side. But yeah. for And like, I remember when the Aventador first came out, I hated how it looked. And now it, I think it's like one of the prettiest cars out there. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It, it will probably grow on a lot of people. I think like literally every comment I saw on Instagram was just how ugly it is and how big of a mistake the grills are. Um, because I think that the back of it's actually not terrible. I don't think it's like super ugly from the back. But mm -hmm. yeah, ma mainly the front is the, the front is, is, the problem. A, is a controversial side is the front. Yeah, well, what's going to happen is there's going to be so many companies making replacements for it where yeah. you can do front-end replacements with normal grills or yeah. different bumpers. And then sure enough, after the next three or four years, we're, we're going to look back at this and be like, oh, it actually looks kind of good. Yeah, That's how it yeah. goes with almost any car that goes. Like even with like the Senna, I thought it was so stupid in the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, it's functional. I get it. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see. But yeah, that's the new BMW GT3 car and also the street car. I'm looking forward to seeing the final revisions of them. Mostly the race car. I don't care much for the street car because I have no interest in buying it. But, uh, George, we got a topic for you to go over. This is all you, man. Take it away. Yes. So I think a week ago or two weeks ago, I found this U46 M3 on Instagram. I made a blog post about it. Not so average. It's a titanium silver U46 M3. It's located over in Boston. And uh, the owner, his name is Theo. He's done a lot of work to it recently. And that includes KWV3 coilovers, which I believe is the best set of KWs you can get as the V3s. And then along with, it got swapped to six-speed as Apex ARC8s. And one of the, my favorite things about it is as recall pole positions. And they have the black leather bolsters with suede gray inserts. That's clean. I like that a lot. Yeah, it looks really good. Very similar to what like the CSL kind of the seat CSL had, mm -hmm. where they I believe they were manufactured by Recaro, but they were BMW performance seats. Oh, so they became OEM in the car. 
Yeah. That's cool. For the CSL. I wish we had CSL over here. I like that front bumper too, being all shaved like that. Yeah, so exactly that as well. Front bumper. And he also has a Carbonius CSL airbox. Damn. Which is that sounds so good, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Inside it makes a big difference on the outside as well as inside the cabin. Do you think if you have too loud of an exhaust, it overpowers it or no? Um, well, he's running Catalyst with agency power headers, which is a pretty loud exhaust setup. And he was saying that, you know, the cabin is is loud and oh. and, and that it sounds good. So I I believe you know with that with the big air intake that, you know, it just sounds you can just hear it in the cabin. Yeah, I don't think exhaust will. But I've, I've never been in one yet. I feel like with intake noise, it's a whole different game of how you experience a car. Yeah. Because I was so new to in, in, induction noise. I was like, I want a super loud car. That's all I want. And then I started driving my car with the intake. And I'm like, dude, this is actually a little bit more of like a purist feeling. It sounds different. Yeah. yeah. At first, I wasn't a fan. I was like, I don't know if I like that. And then the more motorsports I watch and the more like flybys you see on the ring, you... you the first part is you hear it coming towards you and it's all induction noise and then it flies by and both aspects of it sound good. But I think when you hear the induction noise, I just think it's way more motorsport. I think you're hearing, I think then when you're hearing induction noise, you're hearing what's happening yeah. currently. And when you hear the, you know, exhaust noise, obviously you're hearing it's like afterwards, the after, yeah. which I, I think you. that's dope. That's why I think the induction noise is just, so sick. So you have your a new website, E46 Hub, where you're doing postings for all these different features and different cars and things like that, right? Yeah, basically cool special builds, any E46 M3 or E46 build that I see that's cool. And, you know, if the owner wants to do a blog post, they give me some good information. I uh, release it on my blog with a couple photos and information. Nice. Well, if you have E46 M3 or E46 in general, hit them up on E46hub.com and Instagram too. Your account's growing really quickly, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's good, man. Yeah. I'm happy you're doing that. Parker, this is you. Take it away. Yeah. So I started, I think we talked about this last time, but I started a new website too called BMW Builds, uh, basically where I feature uh, all all types of um, different BMWs. And I had, I still have, but I initially started M54 builds because I had a 335. So I featured a bunch of cars with the M54 engine. And uh, so now I've moved on to kind of just like expand and do all types of BMWs because I don't want to be um, super limited to just like one engine, I'd say. Like looking back, I probably should have done something like E9X or something like that. But uh, now I'm doing all BMWs. So the first one I featured was a Champagne Quartz F80 M3. Um, and the guy actually waited um, eight weeks. Uh, he ordered this car. He had an E92 M3 before this. So he ordered this one, and then he took delivery of it. And, like, literally the next week, he took it over to Auto Talent, and he did a bunch of stuff to it. He basically did everything that's on it right now. Um, I'm sure he spent, like, probably 20 grand in mods just right away. Yeah, because I see that's aftermarket hood, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's... It's OEM. So it's, oh. it's the OEM carbon one. And I actually looked up all the prices on this stuff. The OEM carbon hood is six grand. And that's without paint. Unpainted. And wow. then I can't imagine color matching champagne quartz. I don't think that's like crazy expensive, but I, I'm assuming it'd be like at least 500 to 1,000 bucks yeah. for paint. And 
Yeah, and then he has KW Club Sports with three three way adjustable dampening. Um, he has the Acropovic slip on uh, exhaust. Uh, he has the Deenan rear suspension links, fall line front monoball conversion, um, and then he has a he has software for the GTS differential traction software and DCT software. Um, and this guy daily drives this like he kind of has that mindset of like, you know, if, if you buy a car and you don't drive it, it's kind of just like saving it for the next person. Yeah. It's like, so, what's, the, what's the point in that? You know? Yeah. So even though it's like a super special color and he's done crazy, crazy Mazda, he has HR wheels, HRE wheels on there. He likes to daily drive it and he's actually taking it to Laguna Seca soon. Oh, so sick. he tracks it too. Good for him. That's how it should be. I feel like when you buy cars like this, that you shouldn't be afraid to put miles on it. And Honestly, in my opinion, just off the top of my head, only cars you should do this with are cars that really climb in value. So like, you know, a Pista or a TDF or like, you know, a Murcielago yeah. SV low miles, something like that. But when you get cars like this, you know, I see so many people who have other dailies and I feel like that just puts your money to waste because yeah. I daily my car and it's rough. But dude, I, I love it 99% of the time. I think it's like, Dailing something more simple or like I think keeping your your special car for like special occasions is kind of important because When you daily a car it definitely like gets rid of that special factor because you get used to it, you know driving it every day That's kind of what's happened with my my car like um, Since I don't have a second car like it's not as special every time I get into it I'm sure if I saved it for only weekends, it would be like a special occasion every time I got into it so I think that's the only downside to it, but I don't know. I love driving my car every day, and if I had an F80 M3, I'd do the same thing. I mean, there's such good dailies, even with all these mods. Have yeah. you heard of Matt, Fer Matt Ferris' take on that? So Matt Ferris, no. does, he does like a calculation of how long you drive it for and the miles, and when you sell it, I don't know the calculation. So he calculates how much you spend per mile what the dollar per mile is over time. And like he said, like, oh, like uh, his, I think he had an RS and I, I forgot what it was, but he said, oh, I spent $12 per mile, which is really like a lot. And so some people spend a, like an outrageous amount of money per mile because they don't drive it. So they save it. And when they sell it, the prices, it already depreciated, like with some Porsches and stuff like that. So that's a really interesting take if it's yeah. basically on a financial yeah. reason why you're not driving it well i think you have to look at it are you looking at buying a car for an investment or are you looking at buying a car for enjoyment yeah. and there's so many different ways to look at it and i you know owning my car i definitely feel like it is i am used to it and i've always dreamt of having a car like this but every time i get in it it's an experience like every time same with yeah. the e90 same with my subaru like even my lexus i had every time i got in it was an experience that i I really enjoyed so for me every day having that experience was important to me but i think when you have the financials it's great to have you know four or five cars because then you're like oh i take out my la ferrari on a sunday yeah that's a cool thing to do with your, your kid or your friends or whatever but i think it just comes down to what terms you're trying to do or what how you're trying to live your life yeah if you have that kind of money like i think there's no reason why you shouldn't just be driving exactly what you want every other day every day yeah because if you have multiple cars you know multiple Ferraris and stuff, I would drive those all the time unless I'm really not feeling it. But yeah, with that kind of money, like I feel like you shouldn't be worried about the investment no. aspect of it. No, when you have that kind of crazy money, it's like, it makes sense. Life but is too short. 
I found this 2019 GT3 RS for sale at Lamborghini Newport Beach yesterday. I was browsing on cars.com and I my jaw dropped. I was looking at ultraviolet cars and 2016 models and I found the point two. And this one is painted in guards red, which that color makes those body lines pop so much more than any other color I've seen. Yeah, I love guards red. That's like there you go. Probably one of oh. the, the best normal Porsche colors. That. Yeah, it, it looks great. It has black interior with the bucket seats. It has yellow stitching. Red and, red and yellow is kind of strange, but I think it works on this car. Uh, factory rear tire size is a 325-3021. It's a big tire from the factory. It has the LED headlights, which looks really, really nice. Front axle lift comes into uh, it comes handy when you need it. Uh, extended range fuel tank. So this thing has a 23-gallon fuel tank. How weird is that? That's an option. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of fuel. I know that's a lot of fuel to put into a car, but I guess if it's like a race car, it makes sense to have a smaller tank. Where does that go? Where's that? At? <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's probably under the rear seats, but that's sketchy. Oh no! Oh, I don't it's know. In the front. I don't know how it distributes the fuel because the fuel cap's in the front fender. It's in. It's in the front. The Somewhere frunk. in there, dude. I think so. I'm pretty sure because it can't be behind you. It's in the headlights. Engines there. Just it, sloshes it around. In the yeah, they put it in the headlights. They use that as LED juice. It has oh. the uh, gauges in white with the yellow seatbelts. has a red key to match, which looks really cool. Fire extinguisher. Um, I was looking at point twos versus point ones, and it's crazy how much of a, a difference it makes. I believe it's a headlights, front bumper, the hood, the, the rear end a little bit, and then the infotainment system is completely updated. So the navigation screen is huge, which I think looks really, really clean. has all the carbon fiber, Alcantara steering wheel, uh let's see what else it's just a really strong spec i i'm a huge fan of red i don't usually love red cars but this one popped me a lot and i don't know i i fell in love with it and I, rs's are my favorite cars and uh, i try to click on the link but it's broken i don't know how much it's for sale for i'll try to find it yeah i i love these i watched um i always go back to this video but adam lz put like a dundon uh i think he put dundon headers on his car and then like a dundon like muffler yeah, on his uh, GT3 RS, and it just sounds like the RSR race car, yeah, which is so cool. Terrifying. Where it's just like super raspy and like kind of unfiltered. I like that that sound, and uh, just from like going to car shows and stuff, these cars have that like deep rumble and like vibration where you can really feel in your chest. Like even though it's just a flat six, it somehow it has that kind of like same like vibration that a V12 gives you where it's just like crazy loud. It's very dramatic. Yeah. How would you feel about driving a red car? It'd be, Every day, right? Yeah, I would say it'd be definitely something that will grab a lot of attention, but I wouldn't mind it. You wouldn't mind it? No, I would drive any colored car. I mean, all my M3s are wrapped in the same color, so That's I don't true. really I don't really mind. I just look at it from like how I appreciate cars and I think that having something new that I've never had before as far as color too would be cool to have a red car. Do you think it would bring a lot of attention, like, police-wise? Oh, yeah. Red's, like, the number one color to get pulled right. over with. But I don't know. Red's hard to photograph. That's a big problem, too, oh, is why I stay away from red. But it would still be cool to have. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. I, th it looks like Lamborghini Newport Beach took it down as we were doing the podcast. Because <laughs> oh. it was live an hour ago, and now it's gone. It's off the, the inventory. They have a couple yeah. GT2 RSs, too, but... I was going to get that one. Yeah, Damn. I must have bought it. Whoops. Damn. Maybe next time. The one that got away. Damn. So we've all been doing affiliate marketing, and uh, 
we've all been learning about it and expanding on it. How do you guys feel with your programs around so far? Um, it's going all right. I mean, I've only had like a couple sales, um, which I, it's definitely better than, than nothing, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit discouraging, like putting all these links everywhere and sending people links and, you know, putting them in articles and stuff like that and not getting like, uh, anything crazy in return. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not doing any work, so I don't feel like I'm wasting time or anything like that because you literally just paste links places and it's supposed to be passive income. So anything that I get out of it, even if it's like 10 bucks, it's like, it was worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the beginning stage, but I like, I think it's cool. I think it's, I think it's more of like a, like a tool where it's just available. It's just like that. It's just like that perk you have it there. Oh, if you want to, if you want this, go check it out. Yeah. Go buy it. Use my link. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a lot to it where you have to be very patient with it. And I started affiliate marketing like a year and a half ago and I didn't have any of my programs take off until six months ago. So it took me a good year to really build all the YouTube videos, all the links, the blogs, the articles. And I just started Spencer Burke Garage a month and a half ago, which I'm really happy with the traffic I have so far, but I'm, I don't expect a lot in return. Like I have one program that I'm on right now that's only made me, you know, $12 in the last month. But then I have other programs that have made me a couple thousand. But before, prior, it was like every month, zero, 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 zero. And then one month you're like, oh, 15 bucks, what? And yeah. then you're like, oh, it's only 1% commission. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of heartbreaking here and there, but I think the more patience you have, the better off you are. Cause then one day you're going to wake up and be like, Oh, I sold something. Yeah, definitely. So it's a fun experience, but how many programs are you guys on right now? Uh, I was on Amazon and then I put my links on a website that I didn't warn them about and they canceled my, <laughs> they canceled my whole thing. Jeez. And then, but I only, I made like $2 on there. So it wasn't, a big loss, but I'll probably have to reactivate it or something. And then I'm on ECS tuning for sure. Yeah, I want two. Those two? two? Those two as well, Amazon and ECS tuning. Nice. Well, there's a lot more room to grow um, as far as other programs that you can go on. I'm going to be doing a course soon on Burke University on how to do affiliate marketing. I currently belong to 11 different programs, uh, and I'll teach that in my courses on how all that works. And you can generate a lot of extra money from doing this and it's fun because we get to, I think there's four different ways you look at it. You have video, audio, photo, and written format content. And we're all pretty much hitting that between the podcast, between all of the videos we're doing, between the blog articles and then the photos on social media where we're not missing out on any opportunity. Now it's just a matter of being consistent where you're yeah. posting often, you're posting frequently, you're interacting with people. You're not just generating a link and saying, Oh, I hope something happens. You got to get it to the point where people are like, this person gave me value or this person gave me entertainment in a blog article or a video. And they go, Oh, I'm actually looking to buy something. I'll use their link. So you give yeah. people a reason to go click the link and buy it. And they're not going to feel bad or guilty about it. So if you yeah. can provide that for somebody, then you're going to start seeing return, which you will be putting work in, but this is long-term because as long as the programs are live, you'll make money off that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like having a strong opinion on like products is important because I mean, that's like the whole, like that's the way that Matt Mormon makes all his money. 
garage you know he's just very like opinionated yeah and he'll bash products like without any hesitation if he doesn't like them and then the products that he does think are good people are like okay if he thinks they're good they must be like at least pretty decent so that's why i feel like he gets so many sales because he puts his opinion out there and people respect his opinion so i need i definitely need to do more of that because i mean i can't test the amount of products like he does because he just buys stuff and he has a lot of money to test everything but still just giving out my opinion like i think some people find value in it i think so yeah definitely yeah especially because you own e46 m3 and when you get some nice suspension on it mm-hmm. and you hit the canyons people are gonna be like oh damn yeah <laughs> that's what they're all gonna say for you oh damn Oh, damn. But yeah, that's it for the podcast. It's Friday. We have some more work to do, but we just wanted to jump on here and share at least something better than nothing. If you guys want to, check out E46 Hub and also check out BMW Builds. It's with a dash or with a... BMW-Builds.com. Cool. And also all the links will be below. So thank you guys so much for watching. Please subscribe. We'll see you next time. See you. Peace. Mm-hmm.